We speak your name that's above every name, that at that name every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord over Tulsa. Jesus is Lord over Oklahoma. Jesus is Lord over the United States of America. Jesus is Lord from the north to the south to the east and the west. Jesus. Jesus. You know, this week, our nation has gone through a lot. I don't know about you, but I've cried this week. I've just fallen on my knees saying, God, what, what do we do? And I knew this week on Wednesday, God wanted me to speak exactly what's going on in our nation. And so this morning, we're going to talk about it. We're going to pray over it because we know ultimately Jesus has the answers for our country. Jesus can drive out racism. Jesus can drive out hate. Jesus can drive out anger. Jesus can heal the wounds of our past. Jesus. Jesus. I'm going to invite up some pastors in our church. Pastor AJ, Pastor Wendell Hope, Pastor Tim Newton out at the Dream Center. Come on up. I'm also going to invite up officers from our community, police officers, to come on up on this stage. Because today, yeah, give a big hand to every leader and pastor and officer that's coming up today. been a, a very emotional week and Friday morning I woke up with an extremely heavy heart and in my quiet time I, I grabbed my daughter and I just began to weep you know and I was reminded of the quote by Dr. Martin Luther King that says darkness cannot drive out darkness only light can do that hate cannot drive out hate only love can do that and you know I just want to encourage each and every one of us we need to be the change that we want to see, not only in our city, not only in our state, but throughout the world. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And the word tells us God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So whether it was the officers that lost their lives or whether it was the African-Americans that lost their lives there are fathers that are mourning there are wives that are mourning there are children that are mourning so it doesn't matter what race it doesn't matter whether you're male or female love is a universal language that transcends anything else so I just want to encourage you let's just take a moment to pray father 
In the name of Jesus, we speak your name that's above every name. We lift up all those that are mourning the loss of loved ones. God, whether it was those that wear a badge, God, whether it was those in the African-American community, we speak the peace of God right yes. now in the name Jesus. of Jesus. Jesus. We bind fear, we bind worry, we bind just hatred and envy. God, we thank you that you're healing hearts and minds even today. Be with each and every one, especially those that are mourning today. And let the peace of God be released in our city and our nation. In Jesus' name. Pastor Wendell Hope, director of the Dream Center. Praise God. You know what came to my mind was 2 Chronicles 7, 14. It says, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and I will heal their land. You know, the other thing that came to my thought was Jesus said, He's given us the power. You and I, we have the power to stop the works of the enemy. Every one of us, we have to humble ourselves. And what is he looking for? He's looking for a church that will bow their knees. This is where our fight is right here, family. Yeah. Our fight is on our knees. Amen. And I want to encourage you. You know, I go to restaurants and all of us do. When I see police officers, I go up and say, thank you for what you do. Thank you for your service to this city. After all, they watch over us while we rest at night. Family, listen to me. Their assignment from heaven is to be a police officer. That's what God put in their heart and that's what they're doing and they're living it out. And we need to show our support to them. Teach our children to do the same thing as well. And the last thing I wanna share with us is that we need to keep our focus on Jesus. Yeah. Why, Pastor? All that's happening is a distraction to try to take our eyes off Jesus. I woke up this morning and I talked to him. He's still King of Kings and he's still Lord of Lords. He can't be impeached and he's not gonna resign. He's on the throne, family. Let's keep our focus on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I want us to stretch our hands to our officers here and pray for them and they represent this, the, the officers of this city, the law enforcement, as well as across this nation. So let's pray for them. Father, we lift up our police officers and we pray divine protection around and upon them. Lord, you've called them and you've anointed them to do what they do. We pray for their families, their loved ones, their friends. We ask you, Lord God, for angelic hosts to watch over them when they go out on their job, Father. And we decree over them, no weapon formed against them can prosper in the name of jesus lord you are high and you are lifted up over their lives and what they do we pray your kingdom come god we pray your will be done and what the enemy may mean for evil god you can turn it around and make it good we decree over our nation we are one nation under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all jesus you are king and you are Lord, and we give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. I want us just to take a moment of silence for the people who lost their life this week, from Wednesday to Thursday to Friday. Let's just give a moment of silence.
Thank you. I'm going to ask Tim Newton to share, and then we're going to pray, especially for our African-American community. And I want Tim to just share what God's been doing this week. We met, and we were talking before all of this stuff started happening. I mean, it's been happening a lot longer than this week, but this week, things started escalating. We were talking about how God has been using the Tulsa Dream Center, especially at a young age, to bring change and bring hope. Tim. Yeah, absolutely. It's really just great to be a part of what God is doing out at the Tulsa Dream Center and in, in, in this city as a whole. And, you know, our goal is to break the cycle of poverty and prepare our boys and girls for life. And, you know, a lot of you guys hear about the things, the great things that God is doing through our boys and girls spiritually as well as educationally. But we have a class that we do with our boys and girls. It's called Street Law. And it happens every Tuesday in the evening time at 5 p.m. And our boys and girls, we teach them how to deal with law enforcement when those encounters come. And just a few weeks ago, we had an officer, his beat is around the Dream Center. And he comes in from time to time, he plays basketball with, with the kids and just hangs out with them. And they, they love Officer Jai. He's a cool guy. And so I asked him, I said, hey, can you come and talk to the, to the street law class and, and do some role play with them and, 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 and explain to them what you're going through and what your mindset is when you're coming onto a scene. And so he began to, so we went outside and at his car and said, okay, this is what's happening. I get a 911 call and this is what the dispatcher's telling me. And I'm coming onto the scene. This is what's going through my mind. And so the boys and girls were able to, to hear his perspective. And then the boys and girls began to chime back. It's like, well, this is what, when we see you guys, this is what we feel. This is what we see. And so we began to have a conversation. And what, it, what, what it's doing when they're coming in playing basketball and him just coming and just hanging out, it's breaking those stereotypes. You know, there are stereotypes on both ends of the table. And the media our officer friend last night, he said that, you know, that the media is not doing, doing us any favors. They're painting a bad picture of us. And the truth of the matter is, it's truth. The media is painting a bad picture of both communities. It's not doing anybody any favors right now. My encouragement for you guys today, as believers, we have to view people in the eyes not of the eyes of the media. Because the media is going to, they're, they're, they're going to show the stereotype. The stereotype is not the norm. It's the exception. It's not the rule. We have to see people through the eyes of Jesus. Through the eyes of love. That's what we have to do. Because when we begin to see people for who they are and the way Christ sees them, then we begin to treat them the way that Christ wants us to treat people. Amen, amen. Regardless of our position, regardless of where we stand, we have to see people that way. There are people that are hurting. All over this world, I, I, even myself personally, this week was a tough week. 
I just grabbed my five-month-old boy. I was like, man, are you going to have to go through the same stuff that I went through when I was a teenager? Growing up in South Central Los Angeles in Crenshaw. And I know all cops are not bad. But there's hurt that's happened to our community. And even as a man of God, I had to deal with those feelings that I thought that I was healed from. That just came back up. Not because I thought anyone was wrong or right. It's just like, man, like, I can sympathize with that. I get it. And so let's pray for our community, for the African-American community, that that, that there's a healing that takes place. Because yeah. there has to be a supernatural healing that has to take place on our community. Because whether, whether you believe that there has, has been something done wrong to you or not, trust me, some people have experienced injustice. And we can't not discredit their feelings. So let's just pray for them right now. Father God, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just send forth your ministering angels right now to touch the hearts of each and every single person, Lord God, affected this week. And we speak peace, peace over their hearts, peace over their minds. And right now, Satan, we put you on notice. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We speak to the spirit of unforgiveness, the spirit of hurt, the spirit of malice, and we command you to go right now in the name of Jesus. You have no place in our community. We bind you in the pit of hell. And we speak to love to reign. Yes. Love to reign in our hearts, reign in our minds. We thank you, Father. We say no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us shall be condemned, Lord. And we thank you for what you're doing inside our lives, in us, to us, and through us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God's doing a work even right now as we're praying, as we're talking. I was getting text messages right before this service of people around the nation that are tuning in to victory specifically for this word. And so I appreciate those that have shared. I'm gonna ask Officer Wendell, Major Wendell, to share and just say a, a short word and then we'll close out. He didn't know I was gonna do this, so he's caught off guard right now. I am. I'm... Well, I, I can say this, that we are the community, okay? You have charged us with going out and being the professionals to protect and serve and provide the safety that you need. That's what we try and do. It is a very difficult task, but we do it. We enjoy it. We enjoy putting on the uniform day in and day out, and we enjoy interacting with the public. 
here today uh, really instills that with us. It, it, it makes us feel good to know that we have support. Uh, we need that. This is the second time today that I've gotten a standing ovation, and that this is the first time ever that I've gotten a standing ovation. So we definitely appreciate your support. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Let's give all our leaders, pastors, and officers a big hand. Thank you. our bodies to express praise all that's within us is made visible Dios es amor God is love man I like that that rings out so rich God is love Pastor Paul asked me to share a testimony how God brought me from darkness to light, from hatred to love, and from debt to life. I mean, that was quite a change. And that's what our world needs today, quite a change, quite a change. So I was born in New Orleans, Louisiana, and as a little boy, a youngster, I couldn't understand why when I got on the bus and someone else got on the bus, I had to get up and move so they could put the sign there saying white patron only. I mean, that kind of embittered me. Not just me, but many a kids. So as kids, we would almost be in, end up sitting on the back on the motor. You know what I mean? Because people kept getting on white 
people kept getting on, we had to keep moving to the back. We was hanging out the window, the bus going down the street. But you know what? Uh, I left New Orleans at a young age, ended up going to Hollywood, uh, Los Angeles, California, ended up becoming a Hollywood Marine. And God spared my life in Vietnam, just got blown up. And I said, man, let me get out of this place. Then finally, uh, I ended up joining the Los Angeles police force. And God has shown me what the answer is. It's not the policeman. If you know anything about flesh and about people, nobody likes anybody telling them what to do. I don't care whose flesh it is. It takes a lot of God and grace for you to humble yourself under the authority. And I learned authority in the Marine Corps. I learned authority in the police force. And that's what the authority is. So I did my gambling, did all this stuff. And I ended up really down and out, no way out. I mean, just total darkness. No purpose, no me. I'm sitting and I'm, I'm going to get educated. Ooh, I got it now. Ooh, I'm going to get educated. I started going to college under the GI Bill. Sitting there, gambling at it, broke, busted, and couldn't be trusted. And two guys came to me in that student center. And one was praying, and the other one was preaching to me. He says, God loves you, and he's got a plan and a purpose for your life. He's got beautiful things for you, love and joy and happiness. And I'm sitting there, I wonder what this guy been smoking or drinking, you know. And so I'm just sitting there, and then he showed me a little thing called the bridge by the navigators. He said, God's on one side, man's on the other side. Man's on one side, God on the other side. He began to say, Romans 3.23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's appointed unto man once to die, but after this to judgment. And then he said, in the middle was a cross. And on that cross was John 14.6. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Woo! No, no man coming unto the Father but by me. He said, now, on this other side was unfulfillment, unhappiness, misery. He said, now, what side are you on? And I stopped for a little while to think. You know, most of us like to lie. But I got to thinking. My mother said, boy, whatever you do, don't lie to yourself. Because everywhere you go, you take yourself. Everywhere you look around, yourself is right there with you. So anyway, I said, I'm on this side. He said, how would you like to be on the other side? And at that time, I'm glad the truth came because I might have accepted Islam, Buddha, or something, anything. But um, I was ready. I was dry. And I was ready for something different. So I bowed my head in the student centers amongst hundreds of students right there in college. Asked Jesus Christ to come into my life and be my savior. And all of a sudden, the one who sits on his throne and lives forever and ever, the one who is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, burst forth and came into my life. And I raised my head up. And when my head got up, I was chained. Yes. I was a new creature in Christ Jesus. The love of God came on the inside of me. I had never even seen grass, let alone the sky. And darkness. And that's what's going on. In this world, darkness. And we're the answer, as the pastor said. And we're, we're, we're part of the solution. We're going to continue to bring the light. Bring the love and bring the light. And we can do it. 
Because in 1 John it says, God only requires two things out of us. Put our faith in. Believe in the name of Jesus that the final authority gave that name to Jesus. God Almighty gave Jesus that name and he never used it. He gave it to us to use. And then he said, love one another. And we're able to do it because the one who is the final authority, when the devil in all the world says it's all over for America, it's all over for Tulsa, it's all over for people getting along and loving one another, he raised him up from the dead and set him at his own right hand. And he says, all authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. And we as Victor Christian Center, you go and tell the good news. What a powerful testimony. Give Don Ellsworth a big hand. Don was my Sunday school teacher growing up. God moved him and his wife to Tulsa in 1989 to be part of Victory and helped teach me and my family in Sunday school. Now he's intercessors. Both of them are intercessors in the church. Friday night, we were having a prayer meeting here and I just said, does anyone have a word on their heart? He began to just share, share his testimony and uh, went a lot deeper than even just what he shared today. And man, you could just feel chains breaking in the room and just darkness has to flee. When we speak the name of Jesus, love begins to come in. And that's what we're gonna do this morning, right now. Lord, I just pray over the next few minutes, even as we've been meeting already, God, that you are bringing light and love into our hearts, into our nation. I pray for churches across America right now. I pray for Christians across America. God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would give us Lord, just the right words to speak. God, that you would give us the right attitude, the right heart. Lord, I pray even this morning, God, that people would hear your voice. People would see you. And God, I pray, Lord, that as we leave today, that when people hear us, they would hear you. And when they see us, they would see you in our city, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, in schools. God, across the nation, in Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. Well, I want to just take just a few moments. We've already been having church. Hasn't it been so good this morning? Man, it's powerful. Well, the Bible says that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, evil darkness. Ephesians 6, verse 12. If you have a Bible, you could turn with me there. This is where the battle, yeah, shout. We love opening the word of God. This is where the battle is really happening. It's beneath the surface. Things are not always as they seem. This battle has been waging against humanity since the beginning of time when Cain started to hate his brother Abel. There was a spirit at work. We are not battling people. We are not battling uh, groups or a church or, or, or communities. We are battling a spirit that is not seen with the natural eyes. I'll take you back all the way. In the beginning, there's been wars, there's been uh, uh, hatred, there's been violence. Even in, in uh, uh, Germany, in World War II, the Holocaust, the killing of millions of Jews. In 1994, in Rwanda, the genocide between the Hutus and the Tutsis. There was a difference between the tribes and there was a spirit of racism that grew in that country to where they began to kill each other. 
This is a spirit that's been at work since the beginning of time. And Paul says in Ephesians 6 verse 12, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the powers of this dark world. So we need to see beneath the surface. I remember when I was young, actually in 1994, our family was doing tent crusades in Tulsa. My dad would preach, my mom would lead worship. Our children's pastor at the time, he would do a kid's crusade in the same area about 100 yards away. We'd set up another tent. And I remember we would go each month to a different part of Tulsa and we would do these crusades and we would pass out tracks and go door to door and me, John, my brother, my sister, Sarah Ruthie, all of us were part of it. We would help out. And so I was with the group, but somehow I got separated. I was by myself and I was knocking on doors and passing out tracks, inviting people to the tent crusade that night. At that time, I had just turned nine years old and I really was ignorant about what our nation had gone through. I, I knew a little bit, but not much. As a kid, you don't know much. And when I was separate, I was by myself in that area. Uh, a group of kids confronted me that were a little bit older than me, saying, what are you doing here? Began to speak mean words to me. And we were different ethnicity. And they took my Bible and they threw it in the mud and, and I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to respond. I, I, I was so young and didn't have the ability to say anything back. I just started crying. And that night I remember going home and saying, mom, dad, this happened to me and I don't know why. You know, we're, we're, what, what, what are we doing? And my parents begin to cry and they said, we need to talk to you, Paul. There's been a deep rooted issue in our country of hurt and pain. And we need to talk to you about this. And I remember just sitting there, just crying, hearing about what the African-American community has gone through in the United States of America. And I started hurting for the boy that hurt me that night. I started to feel the pain. You see, hurt will only repeat itself if we don't stop to confront it and realize hurt people will hurt other people until we break the cycle of hurt and break the cycle of hatred and we speak to the spirit of division and anger. What the enemy wants to do is divide people up. A house divided cannot stand, but a house united is unstoppable against the enemy. My parents said, we gotta do something. We've got to come together. We've got to be a church that's different than all the other churches. We're not going to be a church for just one color of people. We're going to be a church for all nations and all ethnicities. We're going to go into North Tulsa, South, East, and West Tulsa, and we're going to change our community. The Dream Center got birthed in my dad during that time. We've seen so much change. Right now at the Dream Center, it is the lowest crime rate that it's ever been before. It's lower than so many parts of Tulsa. It's safer to walk around there at midnight than it is to walk around back here at midnight. God's done an incredible change. But here's what happens. Listen to me. It's when we put our hurt and pain and we bring it to the altar to Jesus and say, Jesus, I don't know what to do with this, but I'm asking you for healing in my heart. I'm asking you to help me. Hurt is real. Pain is real. Racism is still existent in our country. We've seen it this week. There's still stuff going on. And as a church, we have the answer through Jesus. We can see beneath the surface. We can spot the spirit for what it is. This week, I called a pastor friend in Baton Rouge who was right near the shooting that happened this week in Baton Rouge. He said, Paul, there is a spirit stirring up right now in our community, a spirit of anger, a spirit of division. And he said, we need to talk about it. We need to preach about it. This week, it's, it's been on all the newspapers. It's on the front page of every paper this morning. So what are the spirits that are at work? 
Here's what we, I want to just talk just for a moment on those spirits. First is the spirit of hatred. There is a spirit of hatred that is combating the spirit of love that God wants to bring into our nation. 1 John 3 verse 15 says that anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. The enemy, the devil, he is the father of this spirit of hate. He's the one who's been coming to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, you will know who my followers are by their love. In John 13, verse 35, he says, your love for one another is what's going to prove who you really are in this world. There is a spirit of love that we can accept into our hearts. Just as Don Ellsworth was speaking this morning and on Friday night, it is that confession. Jesus, fill me with your love. Drive out hatred in my heart. The next spirit is the spirit of murder. This is the ultimate act of hate is murder. We've seen this this week. We've seen what pain does. You know, Friday night I was sitting in a city hall town meeting with pastors and leaders and, and, and the next mayor that's stepping in and the chief of police and uh, Senator Kevin Matthews and several leaders that were in the room and Pastor Tim Newton was there. We were talking, listening to what's gone on in our city. Our city has seen the race riots. We know what happens when we get our eyes off Jesus, as Pastor Wendell was saying. We're not going to let our city repeat what's happened in the past. We're going to be part of the solution. Tulsa is going to be an example to the nation of how people can come together and forgive the spirit of forgiveness is real. Just as much as the spirit of murder is real, the spirit of forgiveness is real. Corey Ten Boom, who went through the Holocaust, her and her family, they hid Jews during World War II as Hitler and the Nazis were coming and just executing Jews, putting them in concentration camps. Corey Ten Boom was part of the solution, but her family was arrested and sent to a concentration camp. She watched her dad and her sister get murdered in front of her in the concentration camp. She watched her family get murdered. She left that camp trying to figure out how she survived World War II. She survived in the concentration camp. She was trying to figure out how do I forgive those who've killed my family. The day came where she was preaching in a church service years after World War II. She was preaching about forgiveness. She recognized one of the officers from the concentration camp that killed her dad and sister and he was sitting in the church service. Afterwards, he came up to her not recognizing who she was and he said, would you forgive me and the officers that were part of all of that? She said, I, I didn't know how to do it. I was so overwhelmed. Even just as Tim was talking today, she said, I started experiencing things that I thought I had let go but they were all bubbling back up again. She said, in that moment, I just prayed, Lord, Help me to forgive them. She said, Jesus gave me the power in that moment to speak to that officer and say, I forgive you. This morning, Jesus can give us the power to forgive. It doesn't make what people have done okay, but it sets us free from the prison of bitterness. Forgiveness is more about you than it is about the perpetrator. Forgiveness is about setting you free from a life of living in a prison on the inside. This morning, Drive out the spirit of murder with the spirit of forgiveness. There is a spirit of chaos at war. Chaos is turning something that's supposed to be peaceful into violence. We can have 
peaceful moments in this nation, peaceful conversations, peaceful confrontations. But the enemy wants to take a peaceful confrontation and turn it into a moment of chaos and violence. We've got to recognize the spirit that's at war. When Jesus started to see the storm that was forming on the Sea of Galilee, chaos, and and there was waves, and there was wind, he spoke to it. Peace be still. And the wind stopped, and the waves stopped. Isaiah 26.3 says he keeps him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord. This morning, if we'll just fix our mind on God, he can cut through the clutter of chaos and confusion and he can bring peace to your soul even right now as you're sitting in this church service if you're watching online you're watching this on tv he wants to give you peace peace in the middle of the storm peace is not the absence of chaos it's the ability to rest in the middle of it it's the ability to trust in god that he's still on the throne there is a spirit of fear combating the spirit of faith fear Fear, fear. The devil wants to get people afraid, worried, fearful. But God has not given us a spirit of fear. Pastor AJ said it this morning. 2 Timothy 1.7 says that God has given us the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Perfect love casts out all fear. This morning, the perfect love of Jesus is casting out fear from your heart. Fear for your children, fear for your family. Fear, fear, fear that this morning faith is rising up. Faith in Jesus. Faith, faith, faith in Jesus. Faith that God's going to turn things around. Faith that he's on the throne. There is a spirit of division combating the spirit of unity. Division. Division of races. Division of churches. Division of cities. But we serve a God who unifies us. Neither male nor female neither Jew nor Gentile, but we come together as one body, the body of Christ. We are going to be unified as a church. Paul's prayer in Ephesians was, I pray that you would be of one mind, of one heart, as you serve one God. As a church, we're bringing unity together. The spirit of hopelessness combating the spirit of hope. This morning, I want to challenge you that you would not let hopelessness settle into your heart. Hopelessness is a sense of despair. It's a sense of discouragement. You know, I was reading this week in the book of Ecclesiastes, the first few chapters, this wise king just begins to say, meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. Vanity, it's a chasing after the wind. And he begins to talk about how life, he's lost, human, he's lost hope in life. He's lost hope in humanity. He's lost hope in everything. And I was listening to that and I was reading, I know the end of the book that he says some wise things about the fear of the Lord, but I was thinking, you know, no matter how bad humanity gets, our hope is not in humanity. No matter how bad the government gets, our hope is not in the government. No matter how bad a leader may become, our hope is not in man-made leaders here on earth. Our hope is in Jesus Christ, who's on the throne. We don't have to buy into a spirit of of hopelessness. We can have a spirit of hope. This is what Micah said in, in Micah 7, verse 7. He says, but for me, I look to the Lord for help. 
I wait confidently, that's a word of hope, for God to save me. And my God will certainly hear me. This morning, we can trust that God hears our prayers and that God is on the throne. Hebrews says he's our anchor of hope. So this morning, we're driving out spirits of darkness. We're ushering in the spirit of light. Remember, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. So we go to the author of light and the author of love, Jesus. And when we let the spirit of love get inside of us, this morning, this week, the spirit of love can lead us to bring change in our world. You know, true worship leads to a change in our attitude and our heart. True worship is not just singing a song on Sunday. True worship overflows on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that God teaches me how to love my neighbors as God loves me. And so love, here's what I wanna give you a few thoughts on what it does. Here's what love does. Love, first of all, where does it come from? It comes from above. Sounds simple, but oftentimes we're looking for love in all the wrong places. So this morning, we're seeking the author of love, God himself. First John 4, 8 says, God is love. You know, when we worship God, he fills our hearts with love. That's his greatest attribute. He says, faith, hope, and love remain, but the greatest of these is love. So love one another. We get the love from above and we overflow into our cities. We're not gonna make it if we don't learn how to love each other. That's it. We're not gonna make it. But we will make it and we won't just survive, we'll thrive if we let the love of God get inside of us. Here's what love does. Love listens with a heart of empathy. Love listens with a heart to empathize with those who are hurting. When one part of the body hurts, we all hurt. We are not aloof from each other's burdens. We are carrying each other's burdens. Galatians 6 verse two says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. What's the law of Christ? It's love. When we carry each other's burdens, when you hurt, I hurt. When you celebrate, I celebrate with you. That we're not meant to be distant from each other. This week, I got text messages from some of my friends in the African-American community that just said, Paul, pray for me, I'm hurting. Pray for me, I'm afraid. Pray for me, I don't know what to do, I'm angry. You know, when I got those texts, I started to cry. When I was watching Chief David Brown get up in the Dallas community this past week and speak on Friday, and when he said these words, he said, you know, most days we don't feel any support. Let's not make today like most days. I started to cry, because I said, God, I've never walked a day in their shoes, but Lord, help me to carry their burdens for a moment. Help me to just empathize with my brothers and sisters. Help me to empathize. You know, we can make a lot of progress if we'll just listen. God gave us two ears and one mouth so that we can listen more than we talk, that we would stop and listen to the cries of those that are around us, that if you're walking through pain, I'm going to stand beside you. If you're going through something good, I'm going to celebrate with you. I was so pleased as pastor of this church to just see the way that y'all have just ministered love this morning to those that were on this stage. I've, I'm, I'm moved. I know we are different than most churches. We are different than most communities. God's at work here and it's gonna spread. It's gonna spread. I'm almost done. But we need this. And those that are watching need this. So today's a little bit different. We're addressing what's going on. This last week, I was 
reminded of the movie, Remember the Titans. And there's this part in the movie where the coach has the, the players stop because of all the strife that's going on. He says, we gotta stop and we've gotta listen. Watch this clip. Anybody know what this place is? This is Gettysburg. This is where they fought the Battle of Gettysburg. 50,000 men died right here on this field. Fighting the same fight that we're still fighting amongst ourselves today. This green field right here, painted red, bubbling with blood of young boys. Smoke and hot lead pouring right through their bodies. Listen to their souls, man. They killed my brother with malice in my heart. Hatred destroyed my family. You listen. You take a lesson from the dead. If we don't come together right now on this hollow ground, we too will be destroyed. Just like they were. I don't care if you like each other or not, but you will respect each other. And maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll learn to play this game like men powerful he said listen listen he said listen listen to the history that we've walked through we've been through Gettysburg we don't need to repeat it we don't need to repeat it he said listen to the souls that lie beneath this ground with malice in their hearts hatred I'm thankful I'm looking at a group of people today that are not defined by the color of their skin, that are not defined by the past that they've walked through, but our faith is in Jesus Christ. That's what defines us. We're the family of God. We're the family of God. Turn to that pet person next to you and say, your family, your family, your family. Listen to this next point. Here's what love does. Love looks on others equally with eyes of grace. How's your eyesight? How's your eyes? Love looks on others equally with eyes of grace. How do you see your brothers and sisters? How do you see those that are younger than you? How do you see those that are older than you? Do you see everyone with eyes of value or do you see some as inferior? Do you see yourself as superior? How's your eyesight? Jesus saw everyone the same. Saw everyone with eyes of compassion. This morning, we come to the great optometrist who knows how to fix our eyes, to get our eyes back on him and to see all people with eyes of grace. You're not superior than anybody else. Nobody's inferior to you. We are all family. 
You know, I think about the scripture, Matthew 6, 22, where Jesus said, your eye is the lamp to your soul. When the eye is full of light, the soul is full of light. But when the eye has darkness or hatred in it, the soul is darkened. We've gotta learn to see with eyes of love. I wanna show you one more clip from that same movie of how people started to see each other through the eyes of love. Check this out. Only Ken's allowed in here. Alice, are you blind? Don't you see the family resemblance? That's my brother. Sorry, man. I should have been there with you. What are you talking about? You would have been in the bed right next to me. You can't be hurt like this. You, you Superman. I was afraid of you, Julius. saw what I was afraid of. And now I know I was only hating my brother. <laughs> I tell you what, though. Um, when all this is over, and you gonna move out the same neighborhood together. Okay, and, um, we'll get old, we gonna get fat. And ain't gonna be all this black-white between us. labors for positive progress this week let love lead you to do something use your gifts your talents your skills where you work the people that you know your time use your energy to labor for progress nothing changes until we turn love from words into actions and we say okay I'm gonna reach across party lines I'm gonna reach across my neighborhood I'm gonna do something for someone else. I wanna challenge you this week to show love to someone who looks different than you. Do something compassionate. Do an act of kindness for someone different than you. Someone in a different occupation than you. Someone on a different political party than you. Reach across the lines. Do something for somebody else. This Saturday, we're gonna have an outreach at the Dream Center at 10 a.m. We're gonna be joining with other churches. Church on the Move will be out there, Asbury, some other churches. If you wanna come and be part of the solution, come and be someone who's serving other people. You don't have to do it there. This week, where you work, where you're at school, buy somebody's lunch, help somebody at the gas station, fill their car up with gas, do an act of kindness. Healing happens when love turns into action. 
Love lifts others up and builds bridges of peace. This week, use your words to lift up, not tear down. Use your words to build bridges of peace, not to break bridges down. Don't burn bridges this week with your words on Facebook. Use your words on social media to create peace. Don't be a strife starter on Facebook. Be a strife stopper. If somebody starts stirring up division and starts posting stuff about all of this in a divisive, strifeful way, you get on there and just speak the name of Jesus. We got to love each other, that you would be that person that builds bridges of peace. Love lays down itself. This week, I challenge you today, lay something down. Lay down pride, lay down hurt, lay down anger, lay down bigotry, lay down anything that's holding the love of Jesus from getting on the inside of you. He's the only one that can heal you. He's the one that can take your burdens. This week, lay down worry, lay down fear. Here's the last point right here. Love lights the way. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. I'm gonna let it shine. This week, be the light for somebody else. What does that mean? Jesus said in Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. So shine your light this week. Shine the light of Jesus. Shine with joy. Shine with hope. Don't walk around oppressed. Don't walk around angry. Shine. You say, but Paul, I'm hurting. And there is a time to hurt. There is a time to grieve and take that time. But when that time is done, move from hurt to healing. When that time of grieving is done, move from grieving to forgiving. Move from whatever you're in right now. Be a light this week. Light up your company. Light up your campus with Jesus. Where do we go from here? What do we do with all this? We can't solve all the problems in our nation in one day. I'm not ignorant to think that, but we can do our part. Don't let the, the, the big stuff that you can't do stop you from doing the little stuff that you can do. So this week, Let's do it. Let's fight this spiritual battle with love. How do we get the love of Jesus flowing in us and through us? Through prayer and through worship. We don't fight like this. We fight like this. We don't fight like this. We fight like this. Jesus. Don't get pulled into the wrong fight. It's not on Facebook. Your fight is not with people. It's not on YouTube. Your fight is in worship and prayer saying, Jesus, heal our nation. Show me how to love my brothers. Show me how to love my sisters. Show us, Lord Jesus, heal our land. When you begin to pray and you begin to worship, something changes in the unseen realm. Evil spirits have to flee when you speak the name of Jesus. Search your soul before you judge another man's soul and say, God, deal with me. Take pride out of my life. Take anger out of my life. Take racism out of me. Change my attitude. Lord, I repent before I pick stones up to hurt somebody else. Lord, I repent. And I ask for you to heal me. You know, this morning, I can't say everything that's going to make everybody happy. I know that. So I'll just say that right now. Because some of you might be upset that I didn't say something you wanted me to say. I can't heal. Only Jesus can do that. I'm doing my part as a pastor. I'm doing my part. I'm trying. Because I care about unity. And I care about our church. I'm trying my best. All week, I've just been overwhelmed with hurt. And I've called friends and I've called my brothers. 
And I said, I don't know what to say. Maybe I shouldn't even preach this weekend. They said, no, you have to because you're the pastor and they need to hear you speak to this. And so I'm trying, church. And I know some in here today, there's nothing I could say that would please you, and I get it, because you're hurting. But don't look to me, look to Jesus. He's, he's the only one that can heal. He's the only one that can fix this. He's the only one that can. He's the only one that can. And I've been praying, Lord, how do I end this service? Because there's just so much work to be done in our nation, it really is. It's a spiritual battle, but it requires physical action, it does. And I know that when we pray and worship, God will give us the right things to do, the right things to say. I wanna end with just one last clip. It comes from the movie War Room. It's a movie about prayer, because I think that's what needs to happen. So I want you to watch this, and then we're gonna close in a time of prayer and worship. good and you are mighty and you are merciful and you keep taking care of me when I don't deserve it praise you Jesus you are Lord guide me to who you want me to help raise up more that will call upon your name Raise up those that love you and seek you and trust you. Raise them up, Lord, raise them up. Lord, we need a generation of believers who are not ashamed of the gospel. We need an army of believers, Lord, that hate to be lukewarm and will stand on your word above all else. Raise them up, Lord, raise them up. I pray for unity among those that love you. I pray that you open their eyes so that they can see your truth, Lord. I pray for your hand of protection and guidance. Raise up a generation, Lord, that will take light into this world that will not compromise when under pressure, that will not cower, Lord, when others fall away. Raise them up, Lord, that they will proclaim that there is salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. Raise up warriors, Lord, who will fight on their knees, who will worship you with their whole hearts, Lord. Lord, call us to battle that we may proclaim you King of kings and Lord of lords. I pray these things with all my heart. Raise them up, Lord, raise them up. Let's all stand to our feet right now.
Lord, I just thank you right now, God, that you are raising up an army of Christians that are filled with your love. God, we celebrate the progress that has been made. And Lord, we know there's so much more progress that needs to happen. And God, right now we turn our face to you. Heal our land. Lord, I pray right now, God, where there's hurt, God, that you would bring healing. Where there's hate, let us sow love. Where there's chaos, let us sow peace. Where there's division, let us sow unity. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. Our eyes are not on a pastor. Our eyes are on you. Our eyes are on you. Jesus. Use our church as a light, God. Use every church in this nation as a light. Bring revival in our nation. If you just feel an urgency to pray, I want you to just leave your row and come down to this altar right now. If you feel an urgency to just release things to God right now, whatever it is, just bring it to the altar. Maybe you've been at a loss for words and all you know to do is just come and surrender it to God. Maybe your heart's been broken this week. Just come and bring it to the altar right now to God. Just cry out to God. Just If you want to come down to this altar right now, for whatever reason, doesn't even have to be a reason that I mentioned. You just know something inside of me is pulling me to lay it down to God. Something inside of me is pulling me to pray for our city, for our nation. Something inside of you. Maybe you're here this morning. You say, Paul, I'm not right with God. And all I know is that if he's the author of life, and if he's the only way, the truth, and the light, I need that. I want him to save me. If that's you, you don't have to raise your hand. Just come and find a spot at this altar. Join us right now. You don't have to get on your knees. Just come and stand down here. If you need healing this morning in your heart, in your mind, in your marriage, in your family, bring it to the altar. Maybe you're like me this morning. You're saying, Paul, I'm trying. I just don't know what to do. Bring it to God. He knows what to do. Find direction from the Lord. Find peace from the Lord. In Jesus' name, whatever it is that you need, Jesus is the answer. He's the answer. Maybe you need freedom from an addiction. Maybe you came in here today battling an addiction over and over and over today. In Jesus' name, we pray for chains to be broken. We pray for anger to be lifted. We pray for hatred to be broken. We pray for peace to come into marriages. We pray for healing to come into families. God, we pray right now for wisdom and direction. Drive out a spirit of confusion. Drive out a spirit of chaos. God, bring peace. Jehovah Shalom. The Prince of Peace is here right now. Provision in Jesus' name. Jehovah Jireh. Maybe you're worried about finances. Maybe you're overwhelmed with fear about finances and lack that today draw near to the Lord. He will draw near to you in Jesus' name. Church, can I ask us just for a moment across this room? I know not everyone's down at this altar. We're all here together, though. That you would just close your eyes and just say a prayer right now for your family. Say a prayer right now. For those that you know, you might know someone who's in hurt right now, who's in pain, who's in darkness. Just say a prayer for them. Lord, I pray for your light to just enter their marriage, enter their family, enter their soul. God, I pray for my friends in Jesus' name, strength. Let's all pray this together. Say, Lord Jesus, 
Let your kingdom come. Your will be done. Your name is above every name. So I speak your name. Jesus. Jesus. Every dark spirit has to flee. Jesus. I surrender to you. I repent of my sins. And I receive your forgiveness. I receive your love in my life. Thank you for loving me even when I haven't loved myself. Help me to love others the way that you love me. Change my heart, God, to match your heart. Break me for what breaks your heart. I'm all yours, God. Use me this week to be an instrument of love and peace each day. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give God praise.